BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. always not an aha moment for me but more of a like oh when you see like a garment on sale for a way reduced price and then you get a chance to really step back and be like you were gonna charge five hundred dollars for this dress that you charged a hundred for like meaning like was it always a non like a lacking quality garment or or are you just hungry to make a profit? Like I bought from that company. My manager was like, they're having a sale. And this was a couple of weeks ago because I was like, oh, you know, my my body's a little different. I'll get some dresses in the meantime that are just flowy. And it came, it was $100, but it was like a couple hundred on the site. Came in the mail and it is ugly. It is an ugly, ugly dress that looked really cute on the model that was six to 85 pounds. And so two things. One, we got to stop buying crap. Like that's a crap garment for a hundred dollars and it came and it's completely shapeless. And number two, when we say, I want to see this on like a real woman, I don't mean, oh, she has to be fat or she has to be like normal looking. I just want to see it on like a woman who's like 140 pounds with no spanks on like me. That's what I want to see with like not long legs because it is an absolutely hideous dress that I now have to spend money to tailor the shit out of it. Why don't you just return it? It was too, it was super sale. They have this really shady thing where they're like, you have to return it within three days of delivery or three days of opening it or something weird, but it's like, but it took you weeks to send it. It's like three days of processing, but it's also like, just, it's just, I'm looking at this garment. I'm like, this is not a quality garment. Like, where did you get off charging like $400 for this hideous (laughs) dress that only someone with an eating disorder could wear? Is people like me buy it though. $400. Like, is there a dress that's worth $400? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there is there something of that quality that you would think $400 was reasonable? I guess it depends on the brand. Because it's also like you can be an expensive brand that, you know, it's, it's, you know, Nikes are not particularly better made than another brand of sneaker, but they're Nikes. You're paying for the name. I bought mm-hmm. a dress from them also that I wore to a wedding and it was like $500 and I got into the register and I didn't want to back down because I had tried on so many outfits because this was like post baby. And I'm like, and I couldn't blanket it. She's like, and I wasn't planning on spending $500 on a dress and it had glitter threads in it. And when I got out of the car wearing it, the glitter was all over the seat. And I was like, really? 
500 no discount dollars and there was glitter all over the seat. Cool. Anyways, I just, it's like, yeah, we're willing to pay it, but it is that thing where when you see what a company is willing to let a piece go for, because like you're never going to see like a Versace belt marked down to $50. Right. Even at Nordstrom Rack, Balenciaga sneakers are still like $600, you know, because it's like, yeah, they should never have been that much. These are not made of like endangered iguana tongues. So... It's all about what people are willing to pay for it. But when you see what they charge and then what it goes on sale for, it's like on the one hand, you feel like a chump. On the other hand, you feel victorious. So either way, I hate the dress. I know. I'm just not a fashion fan. You'll see pictures sometimes online of someone, they'll lift the little, there's like a tag usually at supermarkets where there's a little tag below it. Yeah. It'll say like, oh, down to $6.99. They lift it and it's like the previous price was $6.50 or something. You're like, hey. Are they allowed to say down? You don't know. You don't know. I mean, I'm sure they can just be like, oh, we put up the wrong one because you don't know what it was. Also, some places specifically have really high prices so then they can have sales. They were never going to charge that because it was never worth that. It's all a scam. Wasn't there something in the news about that? Like some, like it's illegal to like publish prices as they, was this Walmart or someone? Do you remember what I'm talking about? It was like they were high and then they made them so they could just take them down. But those were, you know what? This is... <laughs> As I'm saying it, everything's a scam. This is all in my new book, All Things Aside. Everything's a scam. Nothing should be this expensive. And yet things get things are getting more and more expensive just so like a couple of billionaires can make more money. Gas is $15 a gallon here in California. You should list your book at like $100 and then say, but buy now for only 25 It should be part of the cover art. It's just a sticker that's 100 slash through it. And it's like, I do love when I used to hunt for used DVDs. Sometimes Amoeba would have like eight stickers on one and I would peel each one off individually because like I would buy it when it was $3.99 and the sticker below that is five and below that is 10 and below that is 20. Like how long have you just been putting new stickers on hoping you would catch someone at some point? They were waiting for you and the answer is they should be paying you to take this outdated technology out of their store and into a landfill. (laughs) But you guys have questions and today I'm feeling a little punchy. You ever just you ever just been in a bad mood for no reason? You ever have one of those dreams where you're anxious the whole dream? Like I had a dream that I had checked my bag at a party and the person who I gave it to had disappeared and had my phone in it. So I woke up tense and it's just stuck with me the whole day. I'm just in a, I'm in a bad mood, but I'm here to make your mood better. Gripping your phone, not letting it go. I just It was just weird. Speaking of not letting go, uh, I got to see you this last week uh, in Georgia. Yeah. I got to meet your mother, who was delightful she and kept telling me you needed time. a haircut. I yeah, I she- told, and I told you that that would be the subject of conversation. Um, it was so cool to see you at the Fox. It was, I mean, I always went to that venue growing up. Like, it was a big deal when we got to go to the Fox. Like, that was Beautiful a big venue. night out. And Lace and Hunter were both so good. And you were just phenomenal. But I will tell you, it was weird to watch you as both, like, a fan in the audience and knowing you. Cause I was thinking, I was like, oh my God, I know someone who's going to be up on that stage. And then you came out and it was, it was actually pretty easy to just see you as like the performer because you just, you That's put on I such want. a show that Thank it, you. I wasn't like, I know what's up with her baby. I was just like, ah, oh, jokes. What a good time. It Fun was fact, great. Uh, 
thank you so much. And I really hurt myself on stage. And <gasps> I flew home the next morning with like a really jacked up wrist. It still hurts so much that during my workout, like I couldn't do a plank on the left side. What did like, you- Like just holding up my- I, I don't know if you remember at some point in the show, I decided to like roll across the stage. Nobody asked me to do it. Yeah. It was improv. In my mind, my mind was like, do it. You're super lithe. You're super in shape. You're very young. <laughs> this should be no problem for an elite athlete such as yourself. And I really hurt myself and it still really hurts. And, oh, uh, but I don't want to talk about a wrist sprain because nobody fucking cares about somebody else being in minor pain. I can't go to a doctor and fight insurance for the next decade over a wrist sprain. Like, what no. are they going to do? So let's just answer your questions <laughs> and I'll do it even, even with my hurt wrist from a trick no one asked me to do. <laughs> okay. Anonymous. I am a female in my late 20s who lives on the other side of the country from my family. Yes, I have a master's degree, but not in nursing. My mom and I have always <laughs> but it's been- in arts and crafts. My mom and I have always been really close, talking several times a week. I grew up with my mom and stepdad, who was in the picture since I was a toddler, and stopped seeing my biological father and his family when I was 10 after a traumatic incident. Oy. Is that what this is about? Is she going to leave that there? All this to say my mom has been the one consistent person in my life. Past few months, my mom has been struggling. My middle brother moved home and treats her poorly, blaming her for all of his problems and expecting her to do everything for him. Him and I are not speaking currently. Her and my stepdad's relationship seems to be getting worse over the years. They snap at each other, treat each other with disrespect. It's to the point where I don't enjoy coming home because it stresses me out. This past yeah. November... My mom opened up to me that she's thinking about leaving my stepdad. She told me she met someone online and she finally felt loved. Sounds very real. Very real and very promising. Very human. Sounds like a real person she's talking to. After talking with her and making her do more digging, it was concluded this guy she met was a liar and not who she thought he was. My mom didn't do anything other than talk to him, but I think it made her realize she wants more. She stated she wanted to wait to do anything until my youngest brother, who is a senior in high school, graduate and goes to college. I wasn't shocked at the news, but I told her it would be a huge life change to get a divorce in her mid-50s. My mom does work, but my dad is a primary income in the house. It would be difficult for her to leave financially. I told her to get a therapist to see if that's what she really wants to do and look into better jobs. I also told her I loved her, but these conversations are hard for me to have with her and encouraged her to talk with a therapist or trusted friend or family member. As her daughter, I felt very caught in the middle and uncomfortable knowing this while my stepdad is clueless. I feel caught in the middle. I don't even know you. This is so heavy. I know. So in the past two weeks, everything has escalated. My mom blindsided my stepdad saying she met someone online who could buy her out of her marriage, aka the debt they have together, and she wants a divorce. Turns out this guy she met was another scam artist who convinced her to oh deposit gosh. a fake check for 36000 <gasps> which she what? then cashed a large portion of and gave to him. This chick ended up bouncing She made up emergencies and reasons to get money for my youngest brother, 18, and my aunt, and then gave this guy the money. She then stole money from an account I don't regularly use, but have to have for my student loan. I have since had to shut down all my bank accounts, make new ones, move the money, which has been difficult since I live far away from the bank we used. When I first found out she did this, I had a heated conversation with her about how she was definitely getting scammed. She's treating people terribly and how upset I was at her for lying. She was still in denial. Jesus, this is crazy. Emily, this is this is what you start the podcast out. Yeah, I want to start with which 
with which you start the pod out the podcast. Just so that people know that there is a rhyme and reason. This question I was really excited to get to last week, but I was like, this is too big for the end. So, so okay, we're okay. kicking it off. So, so we're starting with, all right, go ahead. Go. Uh, the week before she was confronted about if she knew anything about this large deposit and lied about it. I told her if she touched any of my money, I was done with her. She did. And we haven't spoken. I'm so upset. I feel like my life has been flipped upside down. My mom is not who I thought she was. I'm so hurt after being supportive what do I do? Do I cut my mom off? How am I supposed to have a relationship with someone Dude. that did something so selfish and hurtful? I have empathy knowing she must have been desperate, but this isn't how you do things. Uh, First of all, that's the whole episode, by the way. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's been 45 minutes. Um, Your mom is really going through something. Like, if this is weird for you, imagine how she feels. Can you go visit her? And like have an intervention. Your mom wants out of her marriage so bad. She's going through something. I Can you bring in some relatives? Like that's fully insane. Have you talked to your stepdad? She, I mean, one thing. Yeah, but she doesn't. The mom wants to leave the stepdad. At least now it's all out in the open. Because before this girl was kind of having to hide like that she knew the mom didn't want to be the stepdad. But now that's pretty clear. So Dude, she can your speak mom honestly. Is so, your mom is so unhappy that she was willing to like hurt her own daughter. So your and mom is her, either having... She took money from her 18-year-old son too. Yeah, your mom's having like a mental break yeah. or your stepdad's a turd or he's fine and she's like going through something. But I, I, I would... if Is there a way to go there? Is there a way to go there and just like face-to-face -face be like, what are you doing? Because you want to know like, is it me? Is it you? Is this going to be like this forever? Can I help? How do we get past this? But yeah, just make sure, obviously, like she has no access to any monies or anything. Check in with that brother too. Get some intel from him. Yeah. Well, so she says that the reason that she had access to the money is that her stepdad had co-signed the student loan. So that was the one big account. And that the other accounts were joint accounts made before her 18th birthday. So hot tip to everybody. Look at all your accounts. You're, if you made them younger, see who has access to them um, while you're thinking about it. But she also, this question asker is upset because her other parent, she doesn't have a relationship with at all due to addiction issues. So the mom is like uh, her main person. Yeah, and you, now the you mom's might just, fully. Sure. You might just have to decide like, do you want to fight for this? Or do you want to just ice out your mom forever? I think your mom, these are like cries for help. And you might have to just be the adult. You might have to, you know, take a couple steps forward to take a, I'm sorry, take a couple steps back to take a couple steps forward or to quote Jack Donaghy, go down into the crevasse deeper, get your mom and come back up. But uh, as long as your money is safe, that's so weird. I mean, I, I couldn't possibly advise that's such a weird thing. And if your mom's been normal her life and then this happens, something's going on. I think you owe it to yourself and your mother to like help her out. Right, because the Mentally, question asker said financially. they were going to not talk to her anymore if she took their money, and then she did take their money, which is like the hard line, and you should have boundaries. But I think you yeah, have to make but, sure she's talking to a uh, professional. Like something, something is very wrong Go there. Here. Yeah, you don't want to let your mom go. And by the way, this isn't like you're an addict and I've given you multiple chances. Like this, I don't think your mom knows what she's doing. No. And these kind of scams are targeted toward like lonely women, especially older women. So... Go there, see her face. It's so easy to like vilify someone when you're not there. It's like a war tactic, like to vilify an enemy and make them this uh, caricature of a person. So mm -hmm. go there, get on a plane, go see your mom. Yeah. Let her know you're there for her. Learn if she touches any more of your lemonade money, your lemonade stand money. 
You're going to wreak havoc. I mean, can you take her somewhere for the weekend? Could she yeah, this pay is you not back. Can you set an installment plan for her to pay you back so you feel? I, I don't think it's even about that. I mean, yes, it is about that. You want your money back, but like something is going on here. Yeah, for sure. And, and those scams are so common. And it's because they you deposit the check, and then it isn't real, but you've already you deposit and you cash and you get the money out right and you give it to this person. This is so okay. common. And then yeah. the check doesn't clear, but it's several days later. And now you're on the hook for the 36 that you took out. $36,000. Also, why are we still using checks? Like, this is so antiquated. Everything is so, it's so weird how like we're talking about going to Mars and it's like, here's a piece of paper. I put my God fearing name on promise. It's good. I'll just go to a human at a giant bank that used to be a park or a mom and pop store fucking Chase Bank branch, one of four in this parking lot next to 12 Starbucks. That's a whole other thing. Let's go to the next question. Okay. This is very difficult. So the next question- Wait, one thing. How come dogs have two modes, which is fully passed out, you throw them out of a window or awake? (laughs) Tian Fu looks like she's been sleeping for a thousand years. Like she's passed out like she just ran a million miles. She has an active, difficult life. Did you guys do your outdoor workouts today? Today, yesterday. She's got a thick chin. My dog is a double chin and it's okay. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. 
no more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Okay, this question asker, we have reached Reddit levels because they have made an account just to ask this question. They made a social media account that is like, has our podcast name in it because they just wanted to ask this question anonymously and not have it tied to anything with their name on it. They're so embarrassed. Is this about chicken strips or like the order in which you eat your pizza? It's a regular question, but they were just being very cautious, which I love. I'm ready. Eliza and crew, especially the most precious baby. My question has to do with one of my friends, but not a breakup question. My friend S told me a few months ago that she fooled around with her boss. She called her husband to tell him that she was working late. She wasn't. And then got into her boss's car and fooled around with him in his car. She does not think she cheated because she did (gasps) not kiss him and he initiated all the contact. Her boss is also married. What's that sex? It's just anal? Fooling around, but no kissing. Because she didn't say sex. She said fooled around. Her boss also married. It was a one-time thing. He ended it because she was feeling stressed about it. To make it trickier, S married to my boyfriend's Wait. brother. Wait, what? I like how it's like the boss. I don't buy that. The boss ended it because she was feeling stressed. Oh yeah, horny men usually take a woman's feelings into consideration. Yeah, her mental health seems like his first priority. Okay, that's bullshit. But go on. <laughs> it, it was one uh, to make it trickier. S is married to my boyfriend's brother. I hate having this secret and feel awful for S's husband. Do I Ooh. tell S's husband any <gasps> advice of what to do? Thank you. Oh, that's really shitty. Um, it's like just removed enough. Like it's her boyfriend's brother is the husband, but she sounds like she doesn't really know this girl. I thought S was her friend. Oh yeah. The girl who's writing to us, it's her friend. My friend S S is married to my boyfriend's brother. Uh And she, and she had anal sex with her boss, but no kissing with the boss. You know, oh my God, what would I do? I can't keep a secret. Oh, we should start polling our audience. I don't think I'd say anything because it's not your husband. Uh, It's your boyfriend. I don't know how long you've been together. It just feels like, what if they don't have the most solid marriage? What if there was, how did she, I have to know. 
oh man, it just doesn't feel like it's your business. So maybe don't say anything, especially if it was just once. But if it's, oh, it's so unfair to you that she told you that. I know, because knowing that it's your, you have a slight tie to the husband. That's tough. I think it should be about how you feel. How close are you to S and how much is this affecting your day-to-day? Do you see the husband a lot? You know, can you talk to S? I mean, is there a version where she's like, yeah, we just, it was just, I, I messed up. Like people mess up. It's not cool. I don't know that it's your place to say anything. Oh, I don't know. And I'm, you know what sucks? Now you've dragged me into it because I'm going to be judged <laughs> for how I answer this as if, as if I would ever be, in, as if it's not right for me. In general, I err on the side of like, yes, the other person deserves to know, but this is, this is, t- I mean, you could always send an anonymous message. Yeah, you, you could, but here's an the anonymous truth. anonymous message. Send an anonymous message to that. Yeah. Just BCC that husband. Uh, oh, man. I forgot. Okay. Everyone, people are screaming into their radios right now. Their radios into their AirPods. Yeah, because it's like if you see the husband, uh, your boyfriend's brother... Like, you're now complicit because you're lying to his face. And if this ever comes out, like, he's going to be like, oh, my God, all these people knew. Are you how gonna- long is this relationship going to be? Do you value that relationship? Or how good of a friend are you to S? But also, if the guy found out somehow, like, it's not on you to keep that secret. Are you going <sighs> to have Thanksgiving with the boyfriend's brother? <laughs> Like how- I mean, I hope I hope you're not a stand-up comic because if you told me not to say something, it would be the first thing out of my mouth on stage. You'd be like, hey, who here has been cheated on? Oop. Time for intermission. That's only something you can answer. Uh, and also, I mean, I think if it's not your secret to keep, but it depends on the loyalty you feel toward the boyfriend and the brother and the friend. The friend shouldn't have told you. The friend really shouldn't have told you. And if if he ended up finding out, like, it wouldn't be your fault. Like, if you did tell, you could just say to us, like, this is not my secret to keep. Like, this is such a burden. Why did you fucking do that? What were She's they doing bitch. in that car? Not kissing. That's what I want to know. So here's what it here's. Here's why S is a bad person. Look, people mess up, okay? I'm not, I'm, I don't cheat on my husband, but I'm saying, like, you don't know what kind of relationships people have. I'm just saying, like, I'm not judging that. But the fact that she didn't kiss him is such a, like, teenage relationship. Like, what? I didn't kiss. It doesn't count. Like, you may, you Jerry, she knew she was doing something wrong. This wasn't, like, in the heat of the moment you kiss someone and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She gerrymandered, like, sexual rules around it. Like, in her mind, she's like, but we didn't kiss, so it's okay. And she but says you it's know. okay because he initiated and she didn't initiate exactly. anything. It's like, well then did he assault you? Because it sounds like you kissed him back and you were into it because you said you fooled around. So, and you would be livid if your husband was like, I didn't kiss her, plus she kissed me and then we just kept kissing. I'm sorry. And then we just kept touching each other. It's almost worse because you're like, how can I keep my husband but also like still have someone touch my butthole? If you- Fuck S. You You know what? Tell him. If you told, if you're S and you tell your husband- Yeah, it wasn't cheating. Like, we didn't kiss. (laughs) She feels really bad about it, but she's rationalizing it, which means she's kind of a bad person. So, fuck her. I've gone from, like, I don't know, to, like, this person. Like, this is premeditated. Yeah. Like, they're both like, okay, we're going to meet in the Mazda. You will not put your lips on mine. You can touch my (laughs) vagina, but you cannot look at me. And you have to start. Go. You have have three hours. Go. (laughs) 
<laughs> my favorite part of the show is how like I can drop my hot opinion, but I don't have to do any follow up. And I'm like, all right, kick it. Like I feel a weight off my shoulders now that I've gotten away from that question. <laughs> Dear Liza, Emily, and tiny baby, I'm hoping that as animal lovers, you can give me some advice on a dog problem. My fiance found an abandoned dog at a rural gas station. Okay. He jumped into my fiance's truck. Oh my God. And was very sweet. My dream. My dream. <laughs> you were hoping so hard to find a dog. I would make Emily stop at like 70 miles an hour and be like, a box. There's a dog in the box. It was always like a bag or some idiot who's like, this is my dog. I just walk him from three blocks away. <laughs> He brought him home. We agreed to clean him up, get him checked by a vet and try to find him a home or get him into a rescue. We already have two dogs, a cat and a toddler in a 1600 square foot house and felt like adding one more to the mix was probably more than we could handle. Oh, really? At that point, I'd be like, what's one more? (laughs) It's been almost five months and we have had zero luck finding this dog a home. We've had offers, but we've had to turn them down because this is no ordinary dog. He has extreme separation anxiety and is very animal aggressive. This has made our lives a nightmare as we have to keep him separate from our other animals while still trying to make sure everyone gets food, water, and outside time. He's already attacked one of our dogs pretty badly, and I'm afraid of it happening again. We put so much money into this, and we're on such a tight budget as it is. Majority of the burden of this dog has fallen on me as I'm at home all day. My fiance has even been sleeping with him in the living room this whole time because he doesn't like to be alone, Mm. which has made trying to get pregnant again super difficult. We can't even get a babysitter for a date night out because our current setup to keep everyone apart is so crazy and we're afraid of an accident. I'm completely exhausted and stressed out over the situation, but my fiance has fallen so in love with this dog that he's not even trying to find a solution to the problem anymore. Bill, at this point, like this dog has become more important than me. How do I make him understand that the stress of the situation is more than I can handle and that I need my life back? He's just not getting it. I should add that we've neutered him, put him on Prozac, and tried various forms of CBD, and nothing will calm his crazy ass down. Okay, I don't know about any of that, but I do know that with all this money you spent, did you ever think about spending it on a trainer? Like someone to come to your house to give you the tools. Now, by the way, I'm someone that hired a trainer when I got Tianfu, and my dog has zero manners. But that's because she's baby. I think it's important to find someone because there are no bad dogs. Like I think Cujo gave everyone like a a bad rap. Um, Get someone that gives you the tools to find out like what triggers us with the dog. And I think putting that story like out there or online or something, because there are people like Tianfu is not cool with other dogs. And Blanche had major separation anxiety, but that dog was perfect for someone who doesn't have another dog and can spend a lot of time. So maybe someone who lives like by themselves or something yeah. like that and works from home, like a graphic designer. Um, and uh, maybe you can work with an agency to be like, maybe they can reach out. Like you can be fostering this dog, but like actively looking because that's tough. But I do suggest speaking to a trainer about positive ways to reinforce them. Maybe not, maybe the separation anxiety, I don't know what they do, but at least not being aggressive with the other dogs. I think you could handle it if the dog was cool with other dogs. So just tackle that. Don't say to your husband, like, it's a dog or me, because you'll feel really bad if it's like, we have to put this dog down. Well, I will say, as someone who finds a lot of animals, um, it's hard because as a lot of the shelters someone who finds are, a lot of animals. <laughs> the shelters are very overrun. And so you'll call and they'll be like, we can't help, we can't help, we can't help. Just keep calling and trying places. Ask your friends where they got their dogs because there are some places that will, like, help you find a home for this dog. Like, I mean, and they will, go they to have the park networks. with a sign and just be like, dog, pick up no. dog. <laughs> Do you want dog? Also, 
Okay, I'm just going to say this. People are going to get really mad about this. People are always like, give your dog CBD. Get that dog these drugs, these drugs, that drug. Dogs are, yes, there are dogs that are super fucked up. But if you were really nervous about being alone and someone was like, cool, smoke this joint, I feel like you'd get even more paranoid about being alone. Like there is something to be said for giving people and animals tools to deal with something. So giving yourself the tools to deal with your dog, not just drugging it. I understand if your dog gets nervous on like a flight and it doesn't have the room to run around. And even then, like give the give the animal a beat. Like they can adapt very quickly. I don't think those the drugs is what the dog needs. The dog needs some counseling and the dog needs someone to show them the discipline. That's what I think. That's I it. I wonder if the husband, because he loves this dog so much, which I get, I've never, we've never fostered an animal and not kept it, but if he's sabotaging the attempts to get it a home, because you're saying it's impossible to find a home because he's animal aggressive and has separation anxiety. I feel like that's 90% of shelter dogs. I mean, like, your husband made a mistake the only one. by sleeping with it. Like now the dog's like, I run this. You need a trainer in there that like explains like alpha beta stuff. We also need like funnier, these are serious questions. Folks, I mean, I have a dog. People need help. I you don't put, want chicken finger questions. I put my dog on the dinner table and everybody is appalled. And I say, this is very French. And even the dog is like, why am I up so high? And I'm like, cause you're French baby. I do whatever I want. But then she goes night, night. She's sleeping now. Unlike my real baby. Who's awake in the other room. Kick it. I'm 29, female, no kids. My sister-in-law is pregnant and due very soon. My parents' sister, her husband, and I are going to visit the baby post-arrival about a week or so after. My parents got a place for us to stay when they first announced in August, September. This has been a point of contention because they wanted us to come a month after they were born, but my parents could only get select dates since it's through our timeshare. We are returning to my hometown, but my parents relocated a few years back. What? I was trying with my sister-in-law and she set some boundaries. Please don't just drop in unannounced. They won't be hanging out with us like they normally do. They won't be planning anything for us. I respect that. My intention is to hopefully meet the baby and provide support while there, which is what I brought up, given I'm there for two and a half days. That was weird that she felt the need to say she couldn't plan things. No, I've it's literally not. never had them plan anything because they don't know how to. Mm-mm. A lot more there, but I'll spare you. Thank you. Regardless, I offered support and said, you know, I'd love to take their oldest, who is two, and my godchild to do something fun while I'm there. Her response was, we have the nanny. I then offered to bring the nanny with me, and that didn't go over well. My sister asked if she could do the same and was met with the same response. A few days later, I had a text where she was planning something for me and their kiddo, but on the day I leave. I don't really know what to do. They definitely don't make it seem like they want any help or support. Am I just being sensitive? And do I tell a super pregnant person, listen, I respect the boundaries you set, but also the other things are hurtful? Do we even want us to have a relationship with our new little family member? I'm sort of at a loss and honestly confused as to what they want. It doesn't matter. Honestly, this woman is pregnant. She's about to have a baby. It's really hard to envision like, what will I need? What can I do? What's the schedule? You're asking her to think so far. It's already a burden that you guys are coming a week and a half after she gives birth. She will be bloody, exhausted, sore, and nobody wants to deal with family then. You shouldn't, and I appreciate finances and the timeshare and all this stuff, but it's really what you guys are doing, what's convenient for you, not for her. She doesn't want to think about any of this. And if I were you, and I love you, you're my listener, so I'm telling you, remove your feelings from this. And it's really hard to empathize unless you've had a baby. Like how, like all the things that I thought, actually, no, it all went pretty much how I thought it was going to go, but you're all over the place. 
And she doesn't want to think about that. And she's quite frankly, she's a little annoyed that you guys are coming in and her saying, I don't want to plan stuff for you. She's, even though you've never asked that, I'm sure there is planning that has gone into the past. And right now she's just thinking this is going to be a burden and chaotic. So I would completely, you're not gonna be able to do this, remove your feelings. And when you show up, you can pull her aside and be like, let me give you a break for the day. And she also may not want it. And they do have a nanny. And it's also like, if you're paying this person, you want them to do their job. You don't want to be like, all right, nanny, take a load off. I know you just got here. Here's a thousand dollars. Like I'll let someone else go take the kids for the day. So give it some space. And I would honestly just, I wouldn't even go. I'd be like, I'm going to, when you guys are ready, let us know. That's what all of our friends and family did. Like when you guys are ready, that's it. Yeah. Your, yeah. It doesn't, you feel like your feelings don't matter now. Wait till that baby comes. It's going to be even less of a priority. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I mean, if I'm in a mood and my dad's like, do you want something from the store? I'm just like, I don't know. I'll never know. know. Ask me later. And by the way, that baby's going to come and you don't know that baby's schedule or how she's going to feel. And she definitely doesn't want to entertain people. She doesn't want to get that baby dressed and be like, come look at the baby. And the baby will be passed out the whole time. Yeah. So the, the you shouldn't be going. Isn't like she's not making plans for you to go to the water park. It's like, obviously you're going there to see the also, baby. And that requires planning of what time are exactly. you coming over? There's a lot of planning for that. Also, I'm sorry, a week and a half after giving birth, that baby has not had any of its vaccines. You should not be visiting. No. Did you all get your, what's it called? DDP, Tdep shots? Like there's shots that you need to yeah. like re-up on. So- Please don't visit that baby. Kick it. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life, and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hello, Eliza and Emily. My question is about how to support a friend who is being an asshole. John and Jane are in their late 20s and in a five-year monogamous relationship. John has a lower libido, which has been an ongoing issue, but manageable until this point. Jane started an affair at work with Henry. Henry what? is married with children. Is this, is this related to the other question? Does Henry not kiss and initiate? <laughs> okay, so Jane started they, an affair. No, they kiss. Okay. Jane started an affair. Henry's married with children. He is known for having sexual liaisons in the workplace. He was moved at departments in the past for it Ew. and making passes towards his coworkers. Jane confessed to John that she and Henry have kissed multiple times at work and have exchanged sexts. 
multiple hold on multiple times in a row or kiss over like a peer like kiss 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 or like multiple various days okay kiss one day kiss the next day okay (laughs) she claimed she had ended it and she was going to stay committed to john a few weeks later she confesses that not only has she not ended it but that she has feelings for henry she's starting to fantasize about a life with him he's love bombing her and compliments about her body while degrading his wife's constantly sexting her and daydreams about the future. Jane and I share a mutual friend and we're both dumbfounded by Jane's actions. The best we've come up with so far is encouraging her to break up with John since they're not happy and try dating again if she's interested in a more active sex life. She's set that Henry is her ideal man and still hasn't broken up with John. How do you help a friend who's being an unrealistic idiot? I don't know because your friend, because it doesn't seem like it's your job to help them. Also, here's what you can say to her, even though I just said I don't know. Henry does not sound ideal. Like, if he's willing to do this to his wife, like, why don't you think he'll do this to you? Yes, there is the version, I always say this, where, like, you are meant to be together and this is great. But, like, this is, like, classic. Oh, it's, she's awful. He'll really love me. Like, it'll be different with us. It's like, he's cheating on his wife. And it's always easy to fantasize. This is where we learn nothing from TV. It's always easy to fantasize about a guy you only see at work that only gives you compliments. Like when's the last time you had a fight or he saw you take a dump or like you fell in front of him. So your friend's an idiot. And this is just as a, she's probably grossing you out as a friend. Like, do you want to be around this person? And she's married and you probably know John. So I feel like your path is just like, please break up with John. I mean, how does he feel about this? Or she just like Matt, my- well, she told him that she told him that it was over, but it's not. But it's not. I don't, I don't use know. my penis anyway. It's cool. How do you cheat? How do you think that you have a future with this guy that is known for sleeping with everyone in the office? It's not like you're special. Your friends, he's, your he's friends been going sounds- after everyone. Also, like he's shitting on his wife's body. Like that's like the lowest thing ever. And if that's what makes her feel good. To hear like your wife's got wobbly thighs. My wife has wobbly thighs and yours are so barely wobbly. Um, I would just distance yourself from this friend because her choices are gross and I guarantee these seep out to other areas of her life. It's like she's an incredible friend who's just a total piece of shit to the man in her life. This is too sticky. I would just back away from it. You know? Mm -hmm. I agree. Hi, Liza and crew. This show has been a welcome addition to my busy week, so thank you. Mm. I struggle with depression while also working in the emergency department. People don't talk about Wait. mental health and healthcare workers. Emergency department of what? Best Buy? I assume my hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I... I didn't even realize how bad it was until I made a suicide attempt. Oh, it was like God. now body ex- experience. Wait. I don't even remember the events. Wait. I had a joke about Baskin Robbins. I was going to say the emergency department of Baskin Robbins and then they brought up suicide. So just pretend like I made that joke before it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you still want to say it? The emergency department of what? Baskin Robbins? Help. We only have 30 flavors. already said Best Buy. We only have 30 flavors. Was it 2021? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was like an out-of-body experience. I don't even remember the events leading up to it. If I was in my right mind, I would never have acted. My rationale was that it wasn't going to be effective. I took pills and I went to work that night without telling anyone. Well, they worked well enough for me to end up in the ICU and I had to be treated by my coworkers in the ER before I was transferred there. I'm still dealing with an extreme amount of guilt over this situation, but I'm working with a therapist. I'm doing so much better mentally. I do not work at that hospital anymore. 
I recently figured out a coworker who I knew from a previous job told people I knew about what happened. So now a lot of people know who weren't even in the ER that night. Mm. This is incredibly illegal due to HIPAA, which protects patients' privacy. Initially, I was pissed and wanted to call her out, but I don't know if my reason for talking to her is to make her feel bad because I want her to know she has affected me or because I want to protect other patients or people from having their privacy violated. Mm. I have to imagine she was decompressing from a stressful situation and happened to share that it was me she was talking about. What she did was still wrong, and I am still mad that so many more people know about the darkest day of my life because of her. Mm. Do I talk to her? Should I report her? What do I say? I am doing so much better. Should I just move on? Thank you guys for being so amazing and funny. So see, she'll like your Baskin-Robbins joke. She likes that you're funny. You know, I think it's incredibly uh, intelligent, and you're very in touch with yourself, the fact that you're even willing to ask. I can't tell if it's... Because I think a lot of times, as people but as women... We have a, say, selfish reason for something, but we mask it as, well, I just want to help others. I'm putting this on Instagram to inspire others. It's like, no, you're hoping people will look at you in a bikini. Like, give me a fucking break. Mm -hmm. So from the bottom of my heart, I do think it's because you did something that you're embarrassed about. And even through the wording of it, you know, you're like, I did it. You did it at work and you didn't want it to work. And you knew, I understand you weren't in your right mind, but you still knew People you knew were going to have to treat you. And I wonder, it's a cry for help. It's a cry for attention. I'm not labeling it as good or bad. I'm just saying that's what that is, especially if you really wanted to do something horrible to yourself, you could have done it privately. But you didn't want to die, um, but you needed help. And you ended up getting that help. I don't know anything about suicide, but from what I've seen on TV, that seems to be it. Now, but I, I do understand wanting attention, but not wanting it. I'm going through something similar today, having nothing to do with suicide. Like you almost want to do something awful. So you could be like, see... Look what you did to me, industry. Anyway, oh, your issue is that you did something that you're not proud of and that was not your finest moment. And now a lot of people know who weren't supposed to know. You wanted to make a big impact in a small moment and then pretend like it never happened. And the truth is when we do things like this, no matter what you're doing, it involves other people, you don't, you don't really get to control the narrative that happens afterward. You know, you did something. Now, I appreciate that HIPAA is a very real thing and this person is wrong, but I don't think your motivation is so that she doesn't do this to someone else. What you want to say to her is, I made a huge mistake and you were supposed to protect that by the oath that you took, whatever, or they put your hand on mm-hmm. a stack of gauze and you take an oath and you violated that. I think it's a one, I don't think this is about, you know, I don't think this girl does this regularly. I don't think you know enough people. And the truth, you know, it's damaging. You have another job now, right? Mm -hmm. So it hasn't prevented you from working and people don't really care. Like this is awful, but like people have enough going on in their lives and only you know the truth. And I think there's something incredibly graceful to being like, yeah, I was going through something really horrible. And that's a shame that she shared that. She's the one that should be embarrassed. You can decide yeah. your version of that narrative and how you feel and you got help and you're doing your part. And I suggest you say that to her. Be like, it's something that was really scary and personal and it's really disappointing that you shared that with people and that wasn't your right. And I think more so than even like, let's say you told a higher up and she got in trouble. I don't think that would have as much impact on her relationship with patients as you telling her how yes. it made you feel. Like if you told her- yes. That was so dark. The fact that you shared that is so upsetting to me. Whatever that she's gonna think about that forever, forever it's and such, she's not gonna do something like that again. She's never even gonna make a phone maniac. call. Yeah, 
Yeah. And she probably didn't realize it because when you know someone, it because it's so personal, it's like, oh my God, can you, it's less a patient. It's easy to not share their information because you don't know that patient, but she knew you. She too made a mistake that day. So is there a place mm-hmm. where it's like, look, we both made a horrible mistake that day. And in this case, I'm now paying for my mistake and I'm paying for your mistake, mm-hmm. you know, and just being, and don't send her one of these bullshit Gen Z, passive aggressive, like crying emoji, laughing. Don't say like, you know, where it's like where you're angry, but you pretend like you're laughing or don't tell her do better. You should just come from like a grace, a graceful place of like, that is really violating. And don't even say like, and I hope you wouldn't do that to anyone else. Don't make it about anyone else. Make it about you and be specific with your words. Give her the space to apologize and say Mm -hmm. that's, give her the grace to be like, I made a huge mistake and I'm really sorry because you'll both feel better about that if she sees that like and you're a person. she will. Yeah, she will for like, sure. she'll apologize unless, again, she's a maniac. Then you can escalate just... it. But by the way, like, please let us know if she says something awful because I would love to munch <laughs> on that. Kick it! I hate it, yeah. Kick it! Hiya. Not sure why I've only just discovered this podcast as I've been a fan of Eliza for several years, but I did and it's awesome. I'm not I sure also... why either. Like, <laughs> I can only promote it so much, folks. I know, it's podcasts are you find them or you don't and if anyone's working with smudge smudging on their end smudge me there's like an energy block where people can't discover my podcast (laughs) smudge it away get it i also recently birthed a tiny human and this podcast has definitely become the soundtrack of her feedings super excited to continue to hear whatever you care to share about your mothering journey since sierra and my daughter are so close in age makes it extra funny since it's so relatable here's my dilemma my husband and I have two dogs, a lab and a lab mix, Uh-oh. and live in a house with a backyard that is separated from our neighbors on either side by fences that the dogs can see through. Our dogs love to go outside and yap at anything and everything that moves, including the neighbors. Oh, yeah. When we moved in about a year ago, our neighbors, cat people on both sides, interpreted the dogs barking as angry barking. And so in an attempt to befriend the dogs, they started giving the dogs treats through the fence. The dogs, of course, then associated getting treats as a reward for their barking. Sure, they did their job. Now, yeah. <laughs> all our dogs want to do, given that they are labs and therefore the Hoover vacuum of dogs and will legit eat anything, is go outside and bark at the neighbors until they get treats. The neighbors are good-natured about the barking and love the dogs, but the barking and constant begging to go outside to bark drives me nuts. Oy. Now our dogs have this horrible behavior that is being positively reinforced. How would you approach the neighbors to show appreciation for their kindness and tolerance of our loud dogs, but also let them know that they are the source of the problem and they need to stop? Do we just let them keep doing it and be grateful they don't complain about how much our dogs bark? Bitchy side note, we spend an obscene amount of money on fresh dog food every month and the neighbors give them crappy processed junk bones. So that also drives me crazy. If I don't ask them to stop, should I at least give them the treats I would want my dogs to eat? No. So it's not like- (laughs) That's what it's about. It's about shaming your neighbor and their low budget dog crap. That's what this is about. You have so much money and they're feeding your dog squirrel. Listen, why don't you spend some of that dog food money on a fence that they can't see through? That way they won't be barking at the neighbors. They used that the whole issue is that they could see through it at the cat, right? Uh, no, the, the, both neighbors on both sides, it's like a, a fence you can see through and the dogs go outside right. and they're like, rah, 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 okay. and everyone's like, hi, dog. Get and you go up and give them treats. A new fence that they can't see through so they can't bark because they don't know the neighbor's there. But if that isn't, isn't, it doesn't work, here's what you do because your neighbors sound cool. You invite your neighbors over for a drink. 
And in the funnest way, remember the girl funnest who pretended to have a Russian accent and I was like you just yeah. gotta tell your neighbors like I was being weird so sorry invite them over for like a drink and cake and be like we have to talk about something serious but say it with a smile and be like we are training the dogs to stop barking so we have to put a moratorium on the treats the neighbors will not give a fuck they'll be like oh totally because you're afraid of hurting their feelings because they were just playing along and you have to say be like we are so grateful that you've been so tolerant of them barking but we, we yeah. want to teach them to not because I think it would make for a better experience. So it'll be hard. I know you love them. Please don't give them treats. Or you could just go over and say that and like give them cupcakes. They won't care. And you as a woman need to be a little less worried about like asserting yourself because they're being really cool about it. And I promise you like they're fine. This is, by the way, they're probably writing into this show. Like I've got this neighbor whose dog barks and I give them treats and they keep barking at me. Nobody wants a dog that barks a ton. Your neighbors will be fine with it. And eventually the dog will stop. Yeah. And you have to take a, you have to look up how to treat your dog for being quiet. I don't know how to do it. I don't train my dog when she seems fine. Yeah. So see if it's like, like, can you tell the neighbors like, hey, you know, you can go up to the fence and when they stop barking, reach out and give them a little scratch. They love that. Like, cause people love to just touch and get involved with other people's dogs. So if you give them an alternate activity to treats, they'll be fine with it's that. Fine. Just be like, we talked with a trainer. The best thing to do is to not treat them. And if you could just bear with us, I promise we'll invite you over for drinks in six weeks. Like the neighbor will be like, the neighbor will be like, I cannot believe you wasted my time. Absolutely. Like whatever. Yeah. If you want to come over and see the dog, come over anytime. They're fine. However you say it, it'll be fine. Yeah. No one's like, but I love your dog barking. I love buying shit treats for your dog. This infringes on my rights. I uh, I went and looked at a house this morning before work and there were two dogs out back going bananas. And I was like watching and I was like, I guess I'd be okay with those two dogs. But this guy came out like, hey, shut up. And I was Can like, I that I have a problem with. That's uh, more annoying to me. We have... Somebody who lives on uh, on the path where we walk Tianfu and one of the houses that we walk by, their dogs lose. And Tianfu loses her mind when she sees a dog. She's on her walk. Every time we walk by, the dogs can hear people and the dogs bark. And they bark so much and so often. I don't think these dogs are allowed back in the house. And I'm just oh. kind of like, why do you have dogs then? This isn't like you have a massive yard. And it really and it makes me really dislike these people. They also like leave their sprinklers on and like never wave. And I'm just like, yeah. if it this bothers me this much for the two minutes it takes me to walk by your house, imagine how much your neighbors fucking hate you. Yeah. So also, I'm not talking about you, person that drew it in, but I really hate the people that live on that block. And it's like a hound. Well, it's like, uh, 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 it's like a dumb sounding dog. So it's like, let him in. Yeah, let him in. Let him in. Let them in. Kick it. Not anonymous. I'm Taylor from Pittsburgh. Hi, Liza, Emily, <laughs> and the extended podcast family. You we all know it. and love, except Gracie, apparently. I have somewhat of a follow-up question for many of us who have taken your advice. We all know this is the dump that friend or family member who sucks show, and I love that for us. Oh, wow. But I'm curious how you deal with the aftermath of a friend breakup or a family member you've decided it's best you don't have a relationship with. If you generally move on pretty easily, I think we'd all be curious to hear your general self-care tips. P.S. Saw your show in Pittsburgh in November, and it was so wonderful. Every week following, I was waiting for you to unveil South Map. Oh my God, that's so funny. AIA is my comfort podcast for bad days. You'll be happy to know Southmouth has found its way, has found its home in a new joke with a different setup. And 
people in Atlanta were very pearl clutchy about it. They're like, South Mouth. <laughs> we got it. It takes a second for people. Um, won't let them steal South Mouth from me like they stole Elder Millennial. Okay. Um, mm. I have a friend that I say broke up with that I just kind of cut it off with. I didn't, I wasn't demonstrative about it, just kind of faded away. And I think about that friend from time to time. And I miss that friend. And I almost verbalized it the other day. And then I was just like, why? Who am I telling this to? My husband, he definitely doesn't care. He was never a fan. Um, (laughs) I really think, not unlike pets, that some people are in your life for a purpose for a little bit. And it's okay to mourn that friendship, but you're probably not that same person that you were. And people grow apart because you grow and you don't have a need for that. Now, if there's something that you feel you never got off your chest or that was unfair or that was unspoken, you know, it's, and if, if, as long as it's not selfish, it's okay to bring that up if there was like a misunderstanding. But sometimes I think it's okay to just miss someone. You can miss someone that you, you can miss a shitty ex. Like, as long as you remember the reasons that you're not friends anymore. And if it was meant to be, it would be. That's it. People and things are in our lives for us to lean on, to learn from, to help. And not everything is meant to be forever. You know? Yeah. Like this podcast is meant to be forever. But your best friends and your family are not. (laughs) No, no, when they're gone, we'll still be here. I'm just saying. I mean, these, this is getting put out into the ether and it will travel light years. Um, So that's it. I think we all have to be okay with like, just because you're sad about something or miss someone doesn't mean they need to be in your life forever. I think the internet and cell phones and social media have made it that like, we're all supposed to keep in touch forever. Like, why can't my fucking phone, my Gmail contacts erase like someone I took a meeting with 15 years ago? Like, why do I have to, why do I still follow like an ex- boyfriend's friend that I met once on Instagram, but I'm afraid to unfollow because then I have to reapply and they seem like they decorate their apartment cool. Like it kind of is that thing where you're constantly having to like get updates about people that you once knew or once dated that just like drift by and there's so much permanence. And so it almost feels wrong to deem something as impermanent because everything is forever because of the internet, but it's okay to not to not even have it be pointed and just be like, I don't know, I just lived my life. Yeah. Only women think about this, by the way. Yeah. You don't have to keep every relationship you ever had going. It's, no. They should work on their own. Right. Or, you know, you have to end up by driving off a cliff like Thelma and Louise because that's how you keep a friendship going. Yeah. Or you like do some really deep digging and you're like, why am I so quick to get rid of people? And you're like, maybe because people always treated me like I was expendable and now I feel attachments to no one. What? Kick it! Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful and it's soft and it's fluffy. So it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. 
And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves. They have buns. They have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Uh, we have an important comment, not a question. Oh, man. Is this... Hello, AIA gang. No, you've done this what? to me before where you try to make me no, look... No, it's not about buttholes. No, where you, you you'd like... be like, Eliza, you're a big old racist. Here's something that no. proves it. Yeah, you try to do that to no. me all the time. No. Not I'm true. Not... I'm very, yeah, very open-minded. This is the gotcha... This, this is Emily's, Emily's gotcha, gotcha, gotcha corner. <laughs> gotcha corner. I, okay. I solemnly and regretfully write this that not eight minutes ago, while trash talking people on a reality TV show, I said, oh my God, get a skincare regime. Regimen, I frantically and loudly corrected myself <laughs> to my husband, who lovingly said he was going to let it slide because he knew I meant regimen. I told him I had just listened to your episode, Regiment, Regime, and Regimen, and now I'm forced to report back on the slip up and let you know that I lost a little bit of myself tonight. <laughs> I hope you'll still have me as a listener. For the record, I knew the difference between the three before the podcast, and I still blew it. Well, hopefully with the correct grammar and word usage regimen, you will get back what you lost. To be fair, regiment and regimen, like that's bullshit. Like they're totally different things, but like you don't even pronounce the T in regiment. So that mm-hmm. one's, but regime, that's unforgivable. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. It's like a word. But you. What? I just, the <laughs> amount of people who say it, and I think it was on Love is Blind. I think the girl said it wrong. Like, get in your yeah. workout regime. You're just like, that sounds like a horrible workout that doesn't end. <laughs> well, now people can correct themselves and others on your behalf. Okay. I should have made this a bottom of the cob, but I recently Instagrammed about how I don't like those like sassy socks that'll be like, me and my cat are judging you. Like, it's beer time. Like, oh, my personality's hidden under my pant cuff. But I did see a pair that was like, I just said, I'm silently correcting your grammar. And I you like saw that. that when, With when you. we were together. I like that, but nobody likes that person. Also, most people are too dumb to accept that criticism and then they get defensive. And also, I'm not silent about it. Like, I will blurt out, like, that's not a word. Yeah. But it is humbling when I hear something and it's a word I've never heard. And I'm like, I don't know that word because I pride myself on knowing all words ever, which is definitely not the case. Anyway. You ready for- Good for you. you. have another- for being so self Another bottom. Okay, let's do Top of the Cop. It's the Top of the Cop. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cop. My bottom of the Cop, despite the amount that I travel, and I'm going through this right now, is how hard it is to sleep when you know you have to be up early. You did this Oh, we did? Oh, shit. As I was saying it, I was like, I feel like I said this. Oh, shit. Uh, but it was because you had not because you're okay. Not, I'll do t- tonight you're going through the same thing, but last time it was because you had a meeting. Yeah, this I have to I be mean, uh, interview. I have to be up at three forty five in the morning. Uh, the flight is at mm-hmm. six. I chose this flight, but my bottom of the cob is. Look, I get that COVID changed everything, and somehow transporting a pet has become like fucking international security brain surgery. I'm paying yeah. for the pet. Why? do we have to check in with this pet? Why am I still nervous that I'm going to check in for the second leg of a flight and they're going to be like, oh, it's not on record. Here's $100 for my right to do literally nothing other than put this dog at my feet. This is not a Great Dane under 
uh, the chair in front of me. So this is such a scam. At least make it so that I can check in and get on the plane. Don't make me go to the desk. It's such a weird set of rules that I'm sure made sense at one point, but like stop making it hard for people to travel with well-behaved pets, especially if they've been traveling on your airline forever. Like check my fucking record, okay? This is a half-awake Chinese rescue dog. Let me on your fucking plane. Here's your money, you assholes. Don't make me check in just like ahead of time. Just let me on. Yeah. Airlines are just like, how can we make this really painful? Also, fuck you to the girl in the Atlanta airport who held up TSA because she tried to bring through a taser and mace at 15. I'm sorry your parents like didn't check your shit or that you're like this guarded, but you're an idiot if you thought that was ever going on the plane. And then I had to wait behind you. And I was not even close to being late for my flight because I managed my time. But you're a fucking monster. Where was she going? To prison, apparently. (laughs) To like guard the prison. We've been flying for too long, folks. You got to know what's up. Okay, you go ahead. She doesn't. She's 15. Well, her her dad was with her and he's an idiot. I don't know where she got a taser. Dummies. (laughs) My uh, my bottom of the cob is that my neck's been hurting for like four days and you get to a point like, you know, you wake up and your neck hurts and you're like- All the time. I yeah. just got to get through it and tomorrow it'll be better. Sure. But then like by day three, it still feels like this. I'm like, what do I do now? It's not a doctor situation, but I'm just like, I guess this is how I live. I have a question. Do you do anything with your body other than sit and walk to other places to sit? Serious question. I was. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I was- for two weeks in a row, every day in a row. Right. And then I stopped. Okay. You're dying very slowly. And I have to tell you. Quicker than some. Go look up something called the McKenzie method. It will give you several stretches that you should be doing anyway. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fix okay. your neck. And then you can always take a soup can and put it under your neck and just lie with your head hanging. That feels really good. Okay. But then I'm afraid you'll hurt other parts because your body will be like not computing, not on couch. <laughs> Or in, what are we doing? Or in snacking chair, not at computer, <laughs> not kissing cat. What is happening? <laughs> uh, my top of the cob um, is uh, I set up a bucket at the Atlanta show, for, like last minute, like, hey, we put a new Ukrainian flag on it. We're like, donate money um, if you have any, you know, pocket change. And we, this was last minute and people had enough mm-hmm. change in their pockets. Uh, we raised over $450, so... Um, I want to do this at every show. Um, so we're going to have buckets set up with a big Ukrainian flag. So throw some bucks in there. I always post where, what charity we and give it to. Uh, and I always mm-hmm. post the receipt. You can definitely mm-hmm. trust me. Um, so it's just, I was just like, oh, I feel so helpless. But it's like, well, I've got all, I've got thousands of people every weekend. So bring a couple of paper bucks. Uh, I do not accept yeah. crypto or credit card. That's too hard for me. And we're going to get this money donated and we're going to be sending it to like boots on the ground charities. I'm picking charities that are in Ukraine because to me, it's like, why I don't want to spend money on plane tickets for people to get there. I'd rather help the people that are there. So um, mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. The last one we did was called Rezom, which is like a Ukrainian based charity. They all kind of do the same thing and it's not for me to judge one over the other, but uh, yeah, let's get, let's put some money in their pocket and try to make this a little less horrific with the cash. So I felt good that I was able to do something. Now you go. Yeah. My top of the cop was seeing you. It was very nice. The sh- I mean, the show was fantastic. Like, it was so good. And it felt cool to, like, bring my mom. And she got, like, the VIP treatment. Like, we got the amazing seats. We get to go backstage. You still owe me for those, by the way. 
<laughs> and it was just like it was and when even when we checked in at the box office to get the tickets they gave they gave us those like good like paper like printout tickets yeah she's like oh i have to keep this it was, just, it was so nice and seeing it was so great and Thank i was like you. oh I I'm gonna. I gotta come out there so I can touch that baby. Yeah, come out, touch the baby. You can stay with us. Um, I loved having you, and we love doing Ask Eliza anything. And folks, if you really want to help us out, speaking of donations, uh, this has nothing to do with donation. Tell a friend about this podcast. Probably a friend who that you've probably written in about. But uh, spread the word, <laughs> and uh, we love you. And remember, always tell people about the podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.